Apple put a new setting in iOS 14.5, making it harder for apps to track you across your smartphone. And Facebook got really mad. Welcome to Copec Explained Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. This week, we're talking about something in current events, right? We're talking Apple versus Facebook on app tracking. So before we dive into that, let's start at the beginning. What is app tracking? App tracking is about getting data from users about their various activities. Now, this could be everything from you clicking a like button on a social network to how much time you spend running to how much time you spend playing a game or what your score is in that game. Now, you have all this data collected on you in basically every app you use. Every major app is collecting all kinds of different pieces of data about you. The question is, how can those various different bits of data be put together to serve you advertisements? And that's really at the core of this conflict. So there's data that gets tracked about you that's just within a single app. So maybe you're in the fitness app. And there's all kinds of data about how much you ran, how much you swam, how much you biked. And that data might not actually be going anywhere else. In fact, that's pretty personal data. That's health data. We hope it's not, right? And it's really just staying within that app, maybe just even staying just on your device, or maybe it's going to that company that makes that app. But what if you're in the Facebook app and you happen to be in that exercise app earlier in the day, and now you're seeing advertisements for biking or for some equipment for biking or something like that. That's the kind of tracking that's really at issue in this conflict between Apple and Facebook. So Rene Ritchie, who's an analyst and journalist and uh, all-around good commentator on tech issues, put this a really cool way that I like, first-party versus third-party tracking. He calls first-party tracking tracking by the company that sells the app or makes the app that you're using, and third-party tracking tracking between different apps. So tracking between that fitness app that might be made by somebody else and the Facebook app made by Facebook. Tracking between, let's say, some website that you go to and tracking on um, the Amazon shopping app. So you happen to see ads for something maybe on Amazon or on some website that you were shopping for in the other place. So tracking between different entities, different companies, he calls that third-party tracking and tracking within an app, first-party tracking. What Apple started doing is limiting third-party tracking, and we'll get more into it a little bit later. So is this app tracking similar to cookies when we're on our web browser? Yeah, that's right. So it's been possible to track people when they go from one website to another going back to the 1990s. And of course, it's done to you all the time. We've all been browsing one website, and then we've seen an ad for the thing we're browsing on a different website. This is highly targeted advertising, and it's really helpful to advertisers. The more targeted an ad is, the more valuable that ad is to the people who place the ad. And so, of course, the more that the people who run the advertising networks can make for that advertisement. So this has been going on for a long time on the web. It became possible on smartphones because we have unique identifiers for individual phones. So we can tell the same person because it's the same device was in this app versus in another app. So there's really, yeah, there's a great analogy here to cookies on the web, which serve a similar purpose to these unique advertising identifiers in apps. 
And Apple was the one who actually created these unique identifiers. Yeah, the one that's at issue here called the IDFA was actually created by Apple. Now, they're already before that had been tracking identifiers on smartphones. It's just that IDFA was actually a system for Apple to make it possible for consumers to actually limit the tracking. So actually, Apple back in iOS 10 eliminated one of the earlier tracking identifiers. And they said here, if you want to track users between apps, instead, you need to use this new identifier called IDFA. In exchange, and the benefit of this, was that there's a way for consumers, starting with iOS 10, to turn off the use of this identifier so that you can no longer be tracked between different apps at all. Apple has gone even further in iOS 14.5, but we'll get to that in a couple minutes. If we think back to iOS 10, when Apple created this identifier for the first time, believe it or not, only 20% of users even knew enough or were interested enough to go ahead and figure out a way to turn it off so they couldn't be tracked between different apps. So 20% is a big number, but it's not the majority of users. I'm sure it had some impact on advertising networks, companies like Google and Facebook that make most of their money on advertising, but it wasn't enough that it was this big hubbub. In the new iOS 14.5, there's been a change that makes it much easier for you to get out of being tracked by IDFA. So what is the new thing with iOS 14.5? So whereas starting with iOS 10, you could opt out system-wide, but by default you were opted in, starting with iOS 14.5, you get a dialogue on a per-app basis asking you, do you want to be tracked? Do you want to allow this company to track you between various different apps using the IDFA? And so it's become very much an opt-in system. You get this pop-up, do you want to give this permission? And so a lot more users are now aware of themselves being tracked and their ability to opt out. And they can opt out on a more fine-grained basis, on an app-by-app basis. And actually what Flurry, which is a company that does analytics that's owned by Verizon, has found is as much as 96% of users are opting out now. So back starting with iOS 10, when it was a system-wide property, just 20% of users were opting out, but it wasn't really in users' faces. They had to know you go into the settings app and you find this place to opt out. And by the way, our whole discussion, we're talking about iOS today and iPhones. This isn't completely applicable to Android, although the general concepts are applicable. Uh, starting with iOS 14.5, now it's in your face. Every time you open an app that wants to track you, you have to say, yes, I want you to track me. And users are saying no. 96% of American users are saying no. And I think we saw the statistic that 88% of global users of iOS are saying no. So the vast majority of users are saying no, which means that Facebook and Google and other advertising companies can give you much less targeted ads. And that means those ads are much less valuable to them. They can make less money on them. And you could also argue that in many ways, those ads are less valuable to the companies that are creating them as well, because they're not going to as many consumers who are actually interested in their products. And this is different than the uh, dialogue that you get asked if you want to send your like crash data to the software developer. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of different tracking that goes on on your phone. And, you know, it can be very confusing to kind of distinguish one from another. But when you install a new iOS or macOS device, you're actually asked at the beginning, do you want to send analytics data to developers? That is a totally different kind of tracking. That's tracking about how much your app is being used and whether you had any crashes or problems 
does the developer get a crash report? That's unrelated to inter-app tracking. So we should definitely be clear here that what we're talking about is what Rene Ritchie calls third-party tracking, tracking between different apps not made by the same company. So why is Facebook mad about this new system? Yeah, Facebook got really upset about the whole thing, and they even have gone so far as to make advertisements in newspapers saying, well, this is really going to hurt small businesses, this move by Apple. And they've even now on the current versions of Facebook and Instagram, when you first get that pop-up, they actually say to consumers, hey, you know, uh, by agreeing to the tracking, you're helping to keep Facebook and Instagram free. What do they mean by that? And is that really just, you know, that threat, does that have any teeth behind it? Well, they make the vast majority of their money, Facebook, from advertising. The vast, vast, vast majority. With Facebook, what some people say pretty um, derisively is you are the product. It's you that is actually being sold. It's your data and your activities that are being sold to companies that want to sell you products through ads that they put on Facebook. Not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, right? It's okay advertising as a business model. I think most people would agree that there's a lot of things in society that couldn't function. Everything from uh, certain kinds of television to radio to social networks if we didn't have advertising. But um, how much should that advertiser know about you? That's really what's at issue here. And for Facebook, the more they know about you, the more valuable the ads are and the more the advertisers are willing to pay them for those ads. So this move by Apple has a very direct result with Facebook's bottom line. It's going to cost Facebook money. Um, It ultimately is not going to be a good thing for Facebook's advertising business, no matter how you spin it. And recently, Facebook's been trying to spin it in more of a positive light but it's pretty clear that this is a negative thing for their business. Apple and Facebook have had bad blood over some other things, though. This isn't the first time they've disagreed. Right. Apple and Facebook have had disagreements going all the way back to the App Store launching in 2008. So I don't think we can get into that whole history here, but I will just mention that specifically the collection of third-party data has been an issue between the two companies at the CEO level, and there's been some kind of public discord between the two of them talking about how Facebook handled the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Tim Cook was interviewed in a public interview, hey, if you were in Mark Zuckerberg's position, how would you have handled the Cambridge Analytica scandal? And he said, well, I would never be in that position. (laughs) Now, that's pretty tough talk from Tim. um, But, you know, Apple does not make most of their money in advertising. They have a very small advertising component. They have ads on the App Store Uh, But it's a tiny, tiny percentage of their revenue. They make most of their money from selling hardware from, to a lesser extent, selling software. But the vast majority of their money from selling hardware and they make software basically to support that hardware. Facebook makes all their money from advertising. And Tim Cook is very critical of this business model in general. Apple claims to be, and I think most analysts agree, is very pro-privacy and very much into protecting consumers from advertisers and others that want to track them. And they make that a big part of their PR, a big part of their marketing. And the truth is they don't have much of an incentive to be lying to you about that because they really do make their money selling you iPhones, selling you Macs, selling you iPads, selling you services that don't necessarily rely on advertising. So they don't have much of an incentive to track you and it's easy for them to be, well, you know, we're the good guys and you're the bad guys because their business model is not about making money on ads. So he said this tough 
thing about that he wouldn't be in that situation. And apparently after that, him and Mark Zuckerberg actually had kind of a conversation about this. And Mark Zuckerberg actually came to him for advice, kind of CEO to CEO. And this is all rumors, of course, because, you know, we weren't in the room, but I heard this from a journalist. And he says, well, you know, what do you think we should do? And Tim Cook said, well, I think you should delete all the data that's not internal to your app. So any of the data that's been going out through third parties, you should just delete all of it. And of course, that would destroy a lot of their business model. So Mark Zuckerberg was apparently taken aback. And he then supposedly, again, this is rumor, said to an employee of Facebook later on, well, we're really going to make Apple hurt as a result of, you know, what Tim Cook had said to him. And also these public comments Tim Cook had made about, you know, that Apple would never be in this situation, kind of implying that there's something bad about Facebook. So I don't think really Facebook has made Apple hurt very much over the years. If anything, um, I would say that Facebook's been very happy being an app on the Apple platform. They, they have many, many users on iOS, of course. And I think Apple really right now is making Facebook hurt. Now, there's a lot more history going back there. My personal opinion is I don't think Apple is just doing this to get back at Facebook in particular and this little tiff between Tim Cook and Mark Zuckerberg. I truly think that Apple has some PR position here by saying, hey, look at us. We're so pro-privacy. We're not like these other big tech companies. And I think they can sell a certain number of products by just being the pro-privacy company to a certain kind of consumer. There definitely are consumers who are like, You know, I'm concerned about how much big tech is tracking me all the time. I'm concerned about how much big tech knows about me. And Apple's taking this position of you don't have to be part of that world. You can be on our platform and we're going to actually stop those quote unquote bad guys from tracking you. And so I think this is a PR move from Apple more than like a personal vendetta against Facebook. Mm -hmm. I think in this day and age, it's so important that as consumers, we're really just aware of what's happening with our data, where it's going, and getting the opportunity to think about it. And in that way, that prompts that question that says, huh, where is this data going is a really great service. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that being tracked is a part of modern life. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg said famously, the age of privacy is over. And over the years, he kind of walked that back. Um, But the truth is that, yeah, you're going to be tracked all the time. But Can we limit that tracking in some way that keeps it to ways that um, are truly beneficial to us rather than just selling our data to other people? You can't really use most consumer tech products today without some kind of tracking. Unfortunately, it's just an aspect of tech life today. At the same time, if we can limit how much damage it's doing to our data and our identities And especially, I think, also to children and vulnerable populations, there should at least be a way to opt out. And Apple's giving a way to opt out. Now, I think it is a PR move for them mostly. Um, I I don't want to doubt the convictions that some people in the company really care about privacy, including Tim Cook, perhaps. But of course, it's good business for them. They don't make money selling advertisements, so they have no problem hurting the companies that do. And do the companies that do have a point? Certainly they do. Of course, it's better for businesses to be able to provide more targeted ads. They even make the argument that it's better for consumers. Because when you're using Facebook, don't you want to see ads that are actually relevant to you, right? Like, I don't smoke cigars. Do I want to see ads for cigars when I'm on Facebook? Uh, Maybe that's a bad example. Maybe they don't allow tobacco products. I don't know. But let's say something else. Let's say... um, I don't happen to drive trucks. Do I want to see advertisements for me selling me trucks? 
I don't know. Would I rather see advertisements for something I might actually buy? Maybe, maybe I find that a little bit creepy, or maybe I actually would just prefer to actually see things that I'm interested in. So I think there is a personal side to this, like each person might for themselves have an opinion about whether they wanna be tracked and see more targeted ads, but Apple's giving you the choice. And by the way, no one is forcing um, Facebook to be on the Apple platform. Of course, it would be terrible business for them not to be on the Apple platform. But the way I see it, in my opinion, and I know there's a lot of discussion at the national and international level about whether this is right or not. But in my opinion, it's kind of Apple's playground, Apple's rules. Apple's a private company. There is an alternative. You can use Android. There's other alternatives as well beyond just Android and iOS. But those are the two main options. And if you don't like Apple's rules, no one forces you to buy an iPhone. And no one forces Facebook to sell its app. It doesn't sell it, right? It's free because you're the product. To put its app mm-hmm. on the Apple App Store. Um, of course, it would be terrible for them if they didn't have their app there. So you can make an argument that even though de jure, there's no law forcing them to be there, de facto, they have to be there. So there, you know, there's definitely nuance to this. But my personal opinion is, yeah, Apple's playground, Apple's rules. And I think that giving users the choice is really a nicer thing to do than just inflicting tracking on them. I agree with you. And I think that this is actually a really good service that Apple is providing. And the other thing I want to add is some people might be thinking, well, hold on a second. Aren't there other ways to track me? So Apple invented this identifier. Couldn't people track me based on my name or my email address or my phone number or all kinds of other things? Of course, that's true. An interesting thing while doing research for this episode that I found out is Apple's guidelines actually stop inter-app tracking based on anything, not just their IDFA, if a consumer opts out. So technically, it's against Apple's App Store terms of service. If an app developer goes and uses another way of trying to fingerprint you and identify you between different apps, if you've opted out of this. So it's not just about Apple's ID. Apple's actually trying to create a whole ecosystem where you can't be tracked between apps. And of course, because they control the app store, they should be able to do that successfully. Uh, It's an experiment. iOS 14.5 only came out a couple weeks ago. So we'll see how this plays out. But it's certainly not a good thing for Facebook. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us this week. Rebecca, how can people get in touch with us on Twitter? We're at Kopec Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.